For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome, Browns backers. I'm Chuck Campisi, joined by Tony Dick, and this is Believe in the Browns. And just to give you a quick background on who your hosts are, Tony Dick worked in various capacities with the Browns over the course of 21 seasons with the team. So when he mentions being in the building, it's being in the building. He started with the team as a member of the Browns crew in 91, worked with them up until the time they left for the city who shall not be named. Uh, <laughs> he rejoined the Browns upon their return to Cleveland and served his last nine years with the team as the team's manager of alumni relations before leaving in October of 2015. Tony is also a member of the Pro Football Researchers Association and has served as a research assistant for several documentary projects with NFL Films, NBC Sports, Time Warner Cable Sports Channel, and Epics. Myself, I have experience in the sports industry in various capacities with Major League Baseball teams, NCAA programs, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where I earned a Super Bowl ring with the Buccaneers. Super Bowl, anybody? 37. 37. Uh, and between Tony and I, we probably worked about 20 Super Bowls. We're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Welcome, Browns backers. It's Chuck Campisi here with Tony Dick on Believe in the Browns. Brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You can also find us at Browns Believe. That's at Browns, B-L-E-A-V, on Instagram and Twitter. Football is back. You might not be able to be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. If you've paid attention to Tony and myself this season, I'm 12 and 3, Tony's 11 and 4. You've put a lot of money in your pocket if you followed us. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino, it never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. 
Tony, before we get into breaking down the Browns-Colts game from Sunday, neither of us thought the Browns would be 4-1 and at this point of the season. So take a moment, reflect, what are your thoughts on the season so far with the Browns sitting at 4-1, and even though they happen to be third place in the division at that 4-1? and uh, you know, obviously, as you stated, we, we both did not pick the team to be four and one. So I, I can't pretend like I saw this coming. If I were to list my biggest three things, you know, that have gotten us to this point, I mean, uh, well, we we only need to go back to this past weekend's game. I mean, we are not doing Brownsy things. Uh, you, you know, when we got into the fourth quarter of the game. Against the Colts, I kept thinking in the back of my mind, what's it going to be? Is it going to be a penalty? Is it going to be a fumble? Is it going to be an interception? Like, what are we going to do to give Phillip Rivers that chance to win the game at the end and snatch the victory from us? And, you know, to my surprise, that did not happen. I mean, we we finished out the game, um, did not give them an opportunity to win it. And in the past, I think that wouldn't have happened. I mean, they they we would have found some boneheaded way Something that we hadn't seen in a million years, we would have done it, and and then they would have gotten the ball back, and they would have won. Um, you know that coupled with the fact that for my number two would be just we are not making the boneheaded plays that get us penalties. We're not getting dumb penalties under under Freddie Kitchens, under Hugh Jackson. I don't know how many times you'd sit there and watch the game and like, how can we be offsides like the same guy, like six times in a game? How are we having illegal procedures? How are we not getting the right number of people out on the field, et cetera? Those things are not happening. I mean, and, and which is funny because they're not happening in a year when we did not have training camp. We did not have all that extra time to work on that stuff. So to Stefanski's credit and obviously to the credit of the, the, the men in the room, they are getting their work done, and there there are not a lot of there were not a lot of penalties this weekend, and and because of that, we're not giving away free yardage and and then giving away the game. And then I think probably the last thing I'll say is just it goes back to the coaching. I I, I really there's been times where I I think we we go to the pass when we too soon we should stick with the run, and that did happen a little bit this weekend. But I guess as a fan, we have to kind of rewire our brain and realize that Stefanski is a pass. I mean, he enjoys passing the ball. And we do have weapons. But there are times when I just get super scared when, when we go to that <laughs> pass. Because, you know, as, as Coach you know Brown would always say, three things happen, right? You can complete a pass, you can throw an interception, or you can throw an inter, uh, incompletion. So, you know, two of the three things are not good when you pass the ball, hence run the ball. Um, well, although a lot of things aren't good when you run the ball either, right? You can gain yards, you can lose yards, or you can fumble. Uh, <laughs> not, not, not with our running backs. Uh, well, I'm just saying, right? <laughs> uh, but, but after watching, uh, you know, I guess my, and I don't want to jump ahead, but, yeah. you know, uh, with Baker, I think maybe two of those three might yeah, be yeah, 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 a higher yeah, percentage. Yeah. Depending on who your quarterback is and your running backs, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I, I Pleasantly surprised, yes, that would be that would be fair to say that. I did not see this coming, and, and I just hope that we take it slow and we build on it. Um, we can't get ahead of ourselves, especially going into the game we're about ready to talk about. Well, and I think a lot of folks, if if you're a Browns fan, that Brownsy thing that you were talking about, I think when that kickoff return happened, they intercept us on that next drive. Every Browns fan 
in the world was here it is. Yep. Here it comes. The defense stepped up, held them to a field goal. So that was huge. I mean, people are going to say, oh, well, you know, hey, it's only, you know, they still gave up a field goal. I mean, you give up a touchdown, kickoff return, you go down, you throw interception, and you hold them to a field goal. You're happy with that, especially if you're the Browns. So, folks, you know, maybe if you're not a Browns fan, you don't understand that. You maintain the lead. Yeah, they cut it, but that's fine. It was seven points, and then they come back. That's where you see a difference in this Browns team this year. So I would agree that those Brownsy things, you know, maybe they're the triggering event is still kind of happening, but they're not allowing it to culminate in a, them losing the game. Yeah. They're able to pull themselves back, reset themselves, and I think to me that's the difference. Is is Stefanski is able to keep these guys on a relatively even keel where there's not too many highs not too many lows and they're then just able to go out and execute and, and they're winning games. And obviously they're four and one. So I, I can't argue um, with anything they've done. The problem they're facing this weekend is the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll get into that. So Tony break down a little bit of the Colts game. What did you think went well? What did you think we need to work on for this game coming up against the undefeated Steelers? Well, I, I, I think the, the the biggest thing, and it goes back to, um, you know, we're going to have to untrain ourselves. I, I mean, I feel like, you know, you're that dog that got hit once with a newspaper, and now you flinch every <laughs> time somebody grabs a newspaper. But, I mean, just throughout the game, I think the ability for other players to step up, because the, there were there were times during the game where, you know, Jarvis went out for a little bit with an injury, and then, you know, Higgins steps up, or, you know, at, at running back even. There were times where it looked like Kareem – may have been hurt and, and, you know, next man up. And it's not like the, every next man up was a big man um, or a big <laughs> name, you know? So I, I, I felt like that was the ability to keep the thing rolling. Like no matter when someone, every time somebody went down, we still maintain the same level of play offensive line. I, I mean, I know everybody in the stadium was like, Oh my gosh, you, you know, when, uh, when Teller had left and um, uh, it, it you know, that's once again, you know, I, I couldn't even tell you who they plugged in, you know, because there are names we have not heard yet. We, we seem to be all right. The running game did not, you know, um, falter. The one takeaway I will have, and I did mention it earlier, I just wish we would just I, – I get how you have to mix up a little bit to keep them honest, but there, <laughs> there were times in the fourth quarter when we were throwing the ball and I was just – and I just didn't understand it. I mean, Kareem was having a game. Uh, you know, just hand the ball off to Kareem and let that line do their job. And, and, and at times, I would much rather if we if it's third and five and Kareem gets three yards, he doesn't get the first down. It doesn't matter. We're keeping the clock rolling. Like I said, I, instead we're throwing a pass, which Baker did not have a great day. I, I felt like he could have had such so much of a better day. If he had just connected on three or four easy passes, it wasn't even like they were difficult passes. I mean, he was overthrowing and underthrowing all day long. Well, the one I remember is, right, that two-minute drive at the end of the first half. They're going down for that field goal, and he's got OBJ, you know, runs the crossing route. You know, not not a deep crossing route, right? Really shallow crossing route. Maybe he's 
five yards deep, but he's wide open, standing there. Nobody's within five yards of him. Easy dump off, right? You move the chains. He throws that pass, floats it, and I don't remember who the Colts defensive back was. I mean, literally right in his hands, and he drops it. Why are you even throwing that ball at that? I mean, he made a couple throws in the first half, and that is the one that that stands out to me because, hey, you ha- you're putting together a good drive, you're making good decisions, and then all of a sudden he makes that horrible decision. There was a couple in the second half as well. I mean, obviously he got intercepted twice. Him, and this is going to sound a little funny because they don't look anything alike, right? Phillip Rivers is like 6'4", right? Baker's like, what, 5'2". And to me, though, they're the same type of player. A guy who can go out and have an amazing quarter or an amazing half, but always seems to make a mistake that kills his team. And and the defense, I felt, really stepped up to support Baker because those interceptions only turned into field goals for the Colts, which was good. But both of those interceptions led to scores that made the game one-score games. Yeah. And that's, you're putting yourself in a really challenging position and you're putting your teammates in a really challenging position when you make those types of mistakes. Well, I think the the one funny comment that I heard floating around the press box was a lot of people were saying, could you imagine if Phillip Rivers had all the weapons in the offensive line that Baker's playing behind right now? Like, what, what would our offense look like? And I, you know, I, I get what you say no, about him see, making but, mistakes. See, and I think people have a famous – like, he had Keenan Allen out there. That offense – he had LaDainian Tomlinson. It's not like he never played with a great offense. Yeah. He was never able to get over the hump. I like Phillip Rivers. He is not a great quarterback. He's Tony Romo, in my opinion. It's it's it's, it's it To me, bad? that's an apt <laughs> comparison. Just yeah. guys that were never able to get over the hump, even though they had – and I think Romo had less talent around him than Philip Rivers had in San Diego for a number of years. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I just know this. Baker needs to work on his game because if we're going to be a serious contender down the road, Baker Mayfield has to work on his game. I feel like Landry had a couple drops, which I could not believe when they happened. Um, you, you know, because they, they, they're right on the hands. They weren't even like the circus yeah. catches, which were another thing we were joking about. We said, you need to throw the ball like, you know, five yards behind the guy in order for him to make the <laughs> catch. But, um, you, you know, other other than him, everyone else performed at the level they should have performed at. And, and everyone else is showing us they can get better and better. Kareem Hunt, I think, I don't want to say it was a breakout game because it's not like he put up 300 yards or anything. But I think Kareem Hunt, what we saw this weekend – just the tip of the iceberg of what he can do for this offense. I'm, you know, catching balls in, in the, uh, you know, in the flats coming out of the back. Just it opens up so many different things, and his ability to run and run hard was just it's crazy because he's not a huge dude, but he was running for some hard yards at the end of the game, and and that's like I said, I hate to keep going back to it. Oh, you know, hopefully, coach is listening. Uh, <laughs> don't throw the ball in the fourth quarter. Just don't. I mean, yeah, and I, I think one of the things I, I take away from this game, you know, obviously now we know with Greedy Williams going on the IR, he's not coming back this year, mm-hmm. which is disappointing. But, you know, the, the, the thing that really hurts, I think more so is, you know, Ronnie Harrison going into the concussion protocol, you know, starting for Carl Joseph, who had gotten injured, you know, hurt his hammy uh, earlier in the week. I thought the way he played, he was going to take Carl Joseph's spot. 
He was going to be this guy that was going to be starting against the Steelers. And this game, as, as much as I have given them a hard time for the first quarter of the season, moving into the second quarter of the season, this victory, the Browns defense won this oh, yeah. game. Oh, yeah. This is a Browns defense game because you're looking at those 23 points. Well, seven of them came on special teams. So that is not on the Browns defense. They held a, a solid Colts team, yeah. right, to 16 points. Yeah. You can't you can't argue with that. You know, no, I, I, no, I thought, and that, and that was without Obenjobi in the two, which I think going into the game, people thought, you know, that was going to be, you know, a huge factor. And like I said, that that goes back to that next man up mentality. I don't want to say we we didn't miss him. It certainly wasn't. It didn't, you know, cause a huge disruption in what we were doing. And uh, you know, I I'd say too. The other thing, I, I don't, I don't know if we've mentioned his name yet, but that was Rashard Higgins. Just got, you know, silly yards too in, in a spot where you know you're you're counting on OBJ and Landry obviously, and then for him to have the game that he had, that was just a huge bonus, you, you know. So I'd say, well, I mean, yeah, you know, and then the yards total wasn't massive, but hey, you know what? He got three catches and yeah. and he got the touchdown, and that's what you're looking for. Somebody that it, it, hey, if you're gonna double team or you're gonna focus on Landry and Beckham, hey, Hooper got five catches for 57 yards. Higgins got three catches for 21 yards. That's what you need then, is you need those guys to just be enough of a threat that then when you give the ball to Hunt, you give the ball to Johnson, they got space because you're so focused on all of these other pieces. And as you mentioned earlier, that's where Baker's decision-making really has to improve. He hasn't played – I'm not going to say he's played horribly – but I'm not going to say he's played well yeah. either. He's probably played, I'm going to say, slightly below average NFL quarterback. And for year three, that's not the greatest of signs because no. this Pittsburgh team, you're not going to get away with playing poorly. You're going to have to play very well against this team to beat them. This Colts defense, yes, number one defense in the league. So, hey, maybe you give him a little bit of pass on that and say, hey, you know what? He was playing against a really great defense. And what? He didn't shit the bed? I guess yeah. it's that. I mean, but if that's the best you can say, yeah, how great is that? Or, or is that what you're going to hang your hat on for the rest of this season? No, he definitely needs to step up. Um, I, and, and, you you touched on it a, a minute ago about who gave up the the other thing we need to get better or the other area we need to get better at is special teams. I, I don't think we we've mentioned has been kind of glossed over because we've been winning, but our special teams has uh, you know I, I I think everybody's still focused on are we making our extra points and field goals because that's been a problem in the past. <laughs> but, but that Donovan uh, Peoples Jones, there were times where he's fielding kicks. I swear to God, it looks like one of those deals where, like, you would bring somebody out from the crowd, and then if they catch it, like, Dr. Pepper pays for their tuition. Or, I mean, it's just – I did go to Michigan. Well, I have no idea what the hell he was doing a couple times. I mean, he had, like, a fair catch on the three-yard line, I think, at one point, and uh, a couple times he just let the ball bounce instead of catching it, and it's just hopping around back there. And, and then the when they return the kickoff for a touchdown, like, everybody in the press spot, that had – I don't know how many times that's happened since they've 
moved it. I mean, typically people are kicking the ball now, what, into the seventh row of the stands. I don't even know if that even happens anymore. I couldn't even remember the last time I saw that happen. I think, you know, well, Josh Cribbs might have been yeah. catching it. Think about this. Before Sunday, the Browns had the 27th ranked special teams unit in the NFL. I'm surprised it was that high. I can't imagine it got better <laughs> no. after giving up a 101-yard no. kickoff return for a touchdown. So you're looking at a team that is probably, if not the worst, you know, one of the five worst. I mean, yeah, okay, so they were sixth worst last week. So like I said, I can't imagine it getting better. So I'm assuming they're in the bottom five. Yeah. At, at, you know, they haven't fully updated all of the, the stats for um, including week five from what I'm looking at. So uh, I think – that's got to be a focus because you know this Pittsburgh team is not going to allow some of that stuff to no. happen. They're 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 going to be well coached on special teams. Yeah, we, we got to clean it up. Like I said, the, the kick, I, I just I, the the return for the touchdown. I just I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And you know, like I said, we're so used to either touchbacks or you'll get that one guy who thinks he's going to do it and he runs it out to the 18 and that's about <laughs> as far as you get. But yeah, Which um, is always great now because it's spotted at the 25, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, hey, thanks for uh, for doing that. And I was really surprised that the guy took it out of the end zone at the end of the game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, so, you, I mean, you got – I understand you took one back to the house earlier, so your confidence is probably high. But when you're in the end zone knowing the game situation – <laughs> oh, yeah. Like that's probably not what uh, the coach wants you to do in that in that game situation. Yeah. Well, he probably thought Philip Rivers had an 85 yard bomb left in his arm, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's right. Bring it out to the 15. See what he can do. Yeah. No. But I, I think other than that, you know, if 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 we could just, you know, our goals for this week on defense should be to get healthy. Uh, our goals <laughs> uh, for this week on offense should be Baker should just be throwing passes. Um, and, and, you know, doing tree routes and working on all that stuff. Um, and special teams, we should take Donovan Peoples-Jones out there and, and, and just explain to him the rules, like, so that he knows. I, I mean, I think he was – I may be misspeaking here, but is he the one who almost let the uh, the ball roll to the one-yard line on the kickoff and he didn't touch it? I don't know <laughs> if that was him or not. Like three weeks ago we had that. Uh, right? on the, yeah, on, on the kickoff – um, you know, the ball was slowly rolling yeah. and he's just standing there watching it. It's like, man, either cover it or, you know, I, I don't know, whatever. But but th- those are just my observations. It's just the uh, ramblings of a fat man. Uh, that's what I saw. Okay, so before we get right. before we get into the full Steelers breakdown, full Monty, we're going to pause here for everybody. We're going to do that later this week. So we'll have a Thursday, Friday episode coming out late Thursday, early Friday, Brown Steelers breakdown. So we discussed our Colts game four and one bask in the glow of being four and one and the likelihood of a playoff potential happening here is, is pretty substantial. Yes, there was some bad news with Greedy being placed on HR. There was some injuries. But overall, the team is fairly healthy, performing well. Now comes a really, I think, key slate of games, back-to-back away games. 
Yes, the second of those games is at Cincinnati, but that Bengals team is playing significantly better than the first time the Browns faced them, and it's going to be in their house. And I think we all know how challenging it is to go into Pittsburgh. Not only are you going into Pittsburgh, you're going in facing a Steelers team that is 4-0 and is ready to take the top off this thing. I think it's going to be the biggest challenge the Browns have faced all season. We said that last week, and you said it earlier. But again, hey, as the weeks move through, sometimes the challenges get tougher. Sometimes they get a little easier. But this week, it's a really significant step up in class, in my opinion, from the Indianapolis Colts to the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll talk later this week about how the Browns can handle it. Okay. <laughs> I won't talk no more. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm revved up. It's it's Steelers week, right? We're supposed to be revved up for Steelers. You week. should be revved I'm, up for I'm Steelers. I'm fully revved. I got to check my Fitbit here. See where my ah no, I'm at uh, 112. I'm low. Um, <laughs> we're we're good. We're good. So yeah. All right. I'm done. All right, Browns backers. We'll talk to you later. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Once again, you can find us at Browns Believe. That's at Browns, B-L-E-A-V. Chub check. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.